Ay, 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 ay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Bobby, we are talking about so many different topics here. Just to pick one would be to say, uh, we should have picked all these other topics too, right? Right. Um, but we're we're already having such a great conversation. We just want to record it, right? Mm-hmm. And Got have that, right. that be public so everybody can listen in. Um, not all the information, but because some of the information we can't talk about, right? Um, but say, Lucky, what do you think about this conversation we're having so far? But now it's the public. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, um, there, there's always a, a, a spirit of something that goes over me when we start to find something good to talk about. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Hey, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of good stuff covered today. A lot of, you know, a, a, a discussion about what AI is and could be. We don't know. It's subjective. But today's going to be some good conversation. Thank you, Bobby. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, please tell us about yourself. Yeah, so um, my name is Bob Robinson. Uh, I work uh, with multiple new technologies for a living uh, in a company or organization that, that has a few dollars. So we get to really deep dive on stuff and see what is the benefits, the advantages, the disadvantages, the challenges. And uh, we spend a lot of time and and effort in R&D. So I've worked in different places. The only other place I've worked that I enjoyed this much was working at uh, one of the research institutes, Georgia Tech Research Institute, uh, where you get to push things not to the leading edge, but to the bleeding edge, right? (laughs) And over time, as you see, Technology used in ways that you never imagined, and that is where we're at right now. Things are moving at warp speed. The concern is, as we move forward, are we missing some important things? Are we missing some things that will come to make us regret our decisions, business decisions, ethical decisions, you know, because of just the unknown? So even in any industry, you know, no oil company plans an oil spill, but when it happens, good gracious, right? So when you're talking data, the speed of data, a data situation in a very short amount of time can be quite catastrophic. So what's the limits? What? How do we impose ethics in that situation? Because we know that code is faulty as far as expecting it to be ethical because we are faulty, right? Mm-hmm. So the best that we can do is the best that we are. And if we take the best that we are, good, better, and different, and put it at warp speed, the results can be interesting. Yeah. This is this is why I love love having this podcast and conversation. Because Bobby just equated oil spill and data spill in my head. And I just had a visualization of data spill and I said, <laughs> Oh man, at least oil spill is terrible. Data spill could be far more affecting and, and you know what that is reminding me of right away is the fact that we don't even know the data spills that are happening as in the data leaks that are happening and data leaks that are coming down the pipe so for public service announcement purposes i just want to put it out to the universe and let everybody know that there are people out there collecting your encrypted data 
So that way, when the encryption becomes breakable using quantum computing system, they will be able to read all your information. So if you're thinking encryption is safe now, it's safe for you now, but 10 years from now, they can take that encrypted data and break it and make sense of what you have been up to for the last 10 years. And that to me is a data spill that we don't even know is happening at this point, right? Right. Uh, we're not doing much about it because quantum computing, we can't even fathom where we will be once the encryption is gone. Uh, what do we do next? We don't know. Right. But mm-hmm. we have AI machine learning. That's what we're going to talk about. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. So the United States recently, very recently, um, put some things into place to say we would like to begin using quantum resistance encryption. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. so as we start that uh, journey, uh, I think first off, we're too late, but hey, better late than never. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah. But as we start that journey, now the, now the other questions come in, into play. For quantum resistant encryption, what does the overhead now do? What does a good baseline machine look like for the average user if we're able to use quantum resistant uh, encryption that is actually functional and that will give us some more longevity before we, before the cost of quantum computing gets to the point where it becomes an affordable option. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want yeah. to, you know, um, just put it out that like this podcast is supposed to be uplifting, but at the same time, mm-hmm. we're looking for problems to solve. Mm-hmm. And problems yeah. that we need to solve, uh, if we're not looking at it from AI machine learning perspective, as in if AI machine learning was better data processing, right? You forget that label AI machine learning and you call mm-hmm. it data processing, better data processing, better subject matter expert involvement, and better optimization of this data processing. So that way you're not just optimizing your data for just processing purposes, but you're optimizing it for outcome purposes. Um, that you know, be a subject matter expert, that they can tell you, this is why you need to have better data processing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because some outputs are just not based on return on investment. Some optimization are just needed for these type of purposes where not, I'm not talking about um, uh, uh, overseas actors that are collecting your encrypted data. This encryption, encrypted data is being collected here in the United States, right. being stored and served in places where you're thinking like, what, what are they going to do well, with encrypted data? Well, it's just sitting in a silo until it's ready to be broken, right? Right. Um, so before we get and, and, and get started and dive deep into it, uh, we want to promote a group called Talent Ascend. And Talent Ascend is a uh, recruiting tool that is very helpful to military veterans, especially because military veterans comes with uh, mm-hmm. type of resumes that are not very openly available uh, for the public. So how do we solve that problem, right? How do we introduce military veterans to the hiring manager in a way that hiring manager will be able to understand what the veterans bring to the table? So today we're excited to introduce you to a revolutionary platform that is changing the game in the recruitment industry. Talents Ascend is utilizing the power of artificial intelligence to improve the recruiting process. And AI has the potential to revolutionize the recruitment by automating repetitive tasks improving candidate matching, and reducing bias. By leveraging machine learning algorithms, Talents Ascend can analyze large amounts of data, identify the best candidates for a job based on the candidate's skills, experience, and qualification. 
This eliminates the use of the resume cover letter, which is my favorite because I hate cover letters, <laughs> and application. Uh, another benefit of an AI recruitment is reducing bias, right? Mm -hmm. Reducing bias is important to me. I think it should be uh, important to everybody else. That talent ascent can help eliminate bias by removing identifying information such as name, gender, and age-defining aspects that are typically found on an application. This can help ensure that candidates are evaluated solely on their qualifications and experience, leading to a more diverse and inclusive workforce. Talent Ascend is an excellent example of how AI can be used to improve the recruitment process by leveraging cutting-edge technology and a commitment to diversity and inclusion. They're making it easier for job seekers and hiring managers to find the right fit. So, we love Talent Ascent, and there's a little blurb about Talent Ascent. We're going to put it out into the world. Anybody mm -hmm. who needs to it, uh, hear it, now you have it. Talent Ascent. Go sign up. <laughs> Let's get back to the AI machine learning. Yeah, it's a great service. And, and if you like our content, please like and subscribe. Uh, you can listen to the podcast completely. And we also have uh, content on Spotify and other social media. So please, uh, if you want to listen, there's other avenues other than YouTube. Uh, Bobby, back to the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I also like to explore the idea when you speak about positivity and mm -hmm. doing good things of what is good data computing? What is, what is manipulating data in a way that benefits humanity? What does that look like? Well, there, there's there's a perspective we've talked about, you know, a little bit is, you know, what enables us to make better decisions is one, mm -hmm. you know, it helps us make better decisions that can possibly save lives, increase the way or, 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 or change the way we live, you know, improve our, our standard of living, you know, maybe give us a, a, a healthier perspective, a positive perspective. Something that, and then there's the other side of it, something that doesn't give us anything, something that is more used to manage populations, you know, state owned AI, you know, uh, state sponsored AI. And, and so, you know, what's going to, what's going to benefit us the most at the end? You know, I, I think that we have to have, that's a long term discussion, you know, <laughs> who, you know, and, and the reality is this, you know, and you and you went to you went there just a little bit. When when you have AI, it, is it going to benefit us for it to be centralized and and people everyone that benefits from AI, like say for example, um, if we all have some type of encryption that we use, and then all of a sudden now that encryption's weak, everyone's weak, right? Because we're all using the same thing. But if because we're all centralized, we're using the same common tools. But if we're, de if we're decentralized, and and I look at AI the same way, centralized AI may be a bad thing. Decentralized AI, where everyone owns their own services, their own functions, I think that'll benefit us more in the long run because I'm afraid. I, I'm one of those people that is afraid of AI. And, and until, like you said, ethically, we know what we're dealing with, I'm, I'm going to be kind of the, the pessimist. But I think there's a lot of positivity in AI and a lot of good things that we could bring to the table. It's just that it, how it's it, the data, 
and the person that's managing the algorithm, you know, that's where it becomes real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if I may add to that, um, I, I think when it comes to time and space, right, that's all we literally mm-hmm. are, right? We're cross function between a time and a space. We occupy our body and we count time in our brains and that's how we live our life. So it's time and space. So if an AI is able to do better situational awareness for us as an assistant or an augmenting mm-hmm. us to better situational awareness, to occupy the space that we occupy and understand the space around us much better and then helps us with time saving, right? So give us situational awareness, better time saving. Those are the two components I look at for why AI should be not a luxury, but a definite need, uh, because we, we the, the the mother of all need, mother of all innovation is need, and the need that I have is the AI to have given me better situational awareness and also save me time as I do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So AI to assist in personal gain and personal comfort. Why not? Yeah. Why not start? Yeah, there? yeah. That's that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, I mean that's what we would want personal. Right. You know, I mean. Uh, that's I mean, personal isn't like how, per, what, what does personal mean, right? Like if you're at work, are you still a person? Do you still mm-hmm. need that personal comfort and personal space? Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. So, you know, even in a private space, even in a personal or commercial or organizational, wherever it is, anywhere we're in the world, even in the space, we need that personal services, right? Right. So. Yeah. I, I also think about the AI that benefits humanity. So, for example, uh, solutions in environmental cleanup, right? Mm-hmm. Or solutions uh, to affect homeless populations. So for example is in some countries, they examine the camera data or the camera feeds and more than, you know, several large countries, several large cities, examine the, uh, the, the data from camera looking for crime. So in some countries you jaywalk, the facial recognition knows it's you, it sends you a ticket, and since they're on digital currency, it takes the money right there, right? Mm-hmm. But how about same AI is looking at people and observing is uh, is a crime being committed against them? It calls the police, or are they in distress? Are certain physical things about them saying this my person might be having a heart attack, or identifying where a homeless population is? So that if the weather becomes extremely cold, shelters know exactly where to go and get people. So it can go either way. It depends on what we Mm -hmm. deem to be acceptable. Uh, What is privacy? Because definitely beyond ethics, you talk about privacy laws. So what's considered a public place? If I'm in my apartment complex and a camera catches something, is that public or private? I don't know. There's a lot of answers to be answered. Yeah. yeah, data acquisition and data pipeline has to be built very carefully because, you know, if you look at the healthcare industry and somebody gave you their healthcare information ten years ago, can you go ahead and use that just because it's sitting in your database collecting dust? Right, doesn't matter, right? And you right. have that ability to say, uh, yes, I can use it because it's sitting in my database, but it's been given to you by somebody else, and according mm-hmm. to HIPAA, that could be a a problem that they can bring up to the court or bring up to the public town square and put you in an embarrassment, right. Right? right? So so I think if you're looking at it from all these different angles, 
Uh, I always go back to the fact that, you know, who it is in your table will dictate how well the product will be. Right. So if there's a people and there's a process and how the technology comes out of at the end of the process is the process you will have based on the people you have on the other side. Right. So people process technology, PPT, not the PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. PPT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so uh, I, I, I want to start with that because if you think about uh, where it is we are today and where it is we're heading, um, one, one, one uh, uh, complete positivity that we can guarantee is that the amount of hardwares we have, just like data, data sets will optimize, hardwares are also optimizing. And mm-hmm. as the hardware is optimized, it functions as, you know, Three in one, four in one, all types of services are happening. So iPhone that has, I don't know, millions of services into one, it will only optimize even more, furthermore, right? Because that camera system that you're looking through, it only looks at this point, doesn't do much unless you're looking at the camera using your monitors, right? right? So we need that 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 optimization of hardwares to come together to say, like, you don't need to look at your monitor anymore. Because mm-hmm. that camera that you bought in 1986, it still provides data to a data processing server. And that data processing server is able to detect somebody tripping over a wire, falling down into the ground. Now, is that person needing help or is that an intruder, right? Do right. I call 911 to say, come prepared? Or do I call the ambulance to come prepared, right? Right. So I think, I think this optimization of the hardware piece motivates lots of this conversation. Because when it comes to software, we think of software as like, okay, this coders and programmers will do that, right? Great. But what happens, the coders and programmers are able to collect and build all this data for you. Now this data is just sitting in the server somewhere and not being you know, utilized. Well, put the hardware to work. And these hardwares over time are shrinking. As in uh, some of the cameras we were buying these days, if you remember back in 2005, you'll have these cameras that are about like this long, right? Mm-hmm. But now you have cameras that are like about yay big, you know? Uh, they're even talking about putting cameras inside of a human body that's like a size of a grain of rice, you know. Uh, these are all the possibilities that we're seeing. Hardwares are shrinking, the optimizing, but as they're optimizing, their data is also optimizing. How the data is transferring in between the systems, the devices is also optimizing, right? So if, if I may, you know, put this out saying the the hardware's amount of hardware's we have today will definitely shrink over time but as it shrinks as it shrinks you have more problems with privacy like we just mm-hmm. talked about right here you will have those privacy issues and how do you deal with that privacy who deals with those privacy right how and who and where they deal with that privacy will matter because uh in european countries they have privacy that is different than uh, in the united states right yeah. and who i mean if Silicon Valley decides that this is your privacy's worth, we might not have much to say. But if we have a forum where we are able to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 do pushback of, of privacy regulations that are being, you know, being very out and open for everybody to manipulate, uh, we might get a better privacy in the future. Because, like I said, a grain of rice size of a, a, a camera could do a whole lot of damages that we might not be ready for, even though it's a cool technology, right? Um, mm-hmm. I just want to put that out, that the privacy matters, but as the optimizations are happening, we have to dive more deep into those privacy concerns and uh, you know, bring the educational aspects to it, bring the awareness to it, but also starts taking action around it because uh, 
who develops and how they develop it and why they develop it will matter. Because uh, another part of it is that, you know, if your device is being built in China, mm-hmm. your privacy, as much as you can think of it, it's still in danger. Because if you remember one mm-hmm. of the supply chain issues we had recently, where a system that was in the supply chain had its own OS. Yes. But now they found out there was another piece of uh, chip inside of that uh, equipment that had its own OS. Right. There's two different OS running inside of a system. Yeah. One OS to communicate in China, one OS to communicate with the supply chain. Right. Huawei, uh, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what <yeah>. a way. <laughs> and, and, and besides the counterfeit parts that come in, even the legitimate stuff, you don't know what someone's up to. So, mm-hmm. for example, in theory, Alexa, Siri, mm-hmm. Bing, etc. You hit it. They listen for the for the keyword before they actually send your data. In theory, but how many times have you been in your house and all of a sudden it answered and no one said the keyword? Like mm-hmm. I, in my house, I've sat here and it'll be like, I'm right on top of that, and I'm like, on top of what? You know? What I mean? Yep. So uh, let's say. If all those things in your house that just listen to you, only listen, they don't see you. Camera aside, it only listens to you. And it was building a profile of you. What would the profile say? Yep. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, what would that profile say? Yeah. You know, and then how would they leverage that? Yep. Uh, yep. <sighs> Yeah, this, uh, uh, I think Facebook has more interest in you than uh, you have on yourself because uh, I think they have about 5,000 data points on you. Mm-hmm. And if I, can, if I can make past 100 data points about myself, I, I, I think, you know, I'll be in good shape. But I don't think I have that many. <laughs> but Facebook definitely has more interest in me than I do uh, in myself. <laughs> so, you know, let's say like how, how the um, algorithms work on even subscription services, right? You watch one or two shows just to, you know, diversify what you watch and then watch your programming change. You know, I have a thing for Bollywood movies. Everything that comes on my TV became Bollywood, like everything. It was shows I didn't know existed. I was like, oh, they make that, make that too. Right. So is your, are they pushing products towards you? Not that you may or may not mind, or are they taking away your choice because I want to see it all? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, go ahead, Lucky, please. No, it's it's difficult to 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 weigh that balance. We've talked about this before. You know, it. it what what is? Okay, so generationally, this comes down to generations now, or or who you are and when you were born. We see this as a problem. You know, us. We're in our forties. We we didn't necessarily. We saw this technology grow from, you know, basic to where we're at now. And to, to see the you have kids now that they, they're completely they're, they're immune to the fact that this technology is taking away who they are, is taking away their rights, their privacy, but they don't care. Yeah. And so they, they don't. And so in the future, Privacy is going to be like a thought of no privacy is not privacy. Privacy is help. You know, we we are here to help you. We're here to make decisions for you. You know, you can't make decisions for yourself. And that's where I see it going to a point, you know, and and 
and, and we don't know it because we're just we're enamored by the technology. You know, we we're we're we it's easier, it's better. Why not just give it up? And and that's something that you know, generation we we see this as a problem. We say, okay, well, privacy. But like you said, it helps us. You know, Siri, Alexa. I've had the same thing where I'm teaching. I'll be in the middle of an explanation about talking about something in the past that I have because I, I teach security. And as a security guy, I've done a lot of security stuff. This in the some realms questionable, but you're learning. All of a sudden, Siri perks up every time. It, it, why? They're listening. And it's one of those things that you know it's happening, but who do we go to? And that's where I think regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the U.S., privacy. If, if you have a privacy concern, you have nowhere to go. I don't want my name on the website in the UK. They see, I have an issue with privacy. I I contact, they have an actual department. They can help me. I I can remove my information. So in a capitalistic environment, we're going to struggle with AI because Google, the big boys, they're, they're light years ahead of everybody. And they already thought these things through. And they've been thinking it through. So we're already losing. So how do we how do we win? You know, um, it's hard. But regulation, I know I know a few guys are scared. We've talked about it before where the Elon Musk and, you know, they're they're scared that they started this ball. (laughs) (laughs) Party is not over, boys. Party is You started it. So so, you know, I, I think that there's a lot to benefit from. But, man, you know what? What? Like we started talking earlier, you know, and before we started the podcast, you brought up some great points about what AI is. Is it does it know if it's lying? And maybe you can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. You know, does AI is it does is it conscious or is it the math or is it the ghost in the code? But can we trust it? I mean, what what do you think, Bobby? How, how does that? How do you how do you approach that? Well, I think because um, we go oh, we as humans. Mm-hmm. Our value system is set over time, right? Your parents raise you a certain way. Mm-hmm. You have certain experiences. So we're asking something that we turned on with a flip of a switch just because computationally wise and neural network wise, it can understand a lot of things that we assume that its ethical center is the same as ours. Mm-hmm. And can it be? Is it possible? If you told a baby, hey, baby, Here's everything I know about ethics. What result can you really expect? <laughs> Just, you know, so uh, what, what, we, what we know is that from a black box aspect, that code does write other code. And sometimes that code does something completely unexpected. So it can be anything uh, in various industri- industries. We've seen it come across, co- uh, come browse the web, see a new language and then teach itself that language in minutes, right? I wish I had a little AI in me. I'm just saying. But but what else is it learning? Because there's so much out there, uh, Mm -hmm. good and not so good on the internet. Like if you want to, to get some Great information, go to the internet. If you want to get some absolutely terrible information, go to the internet, Mm -hmm. right? 
So there is no validation peer review on what's on the internet. And then when you say, well, this system knows everything up through 2022. Okay, well, it's a lot of garbage out there since 2022 as well as good, mm-hmm. you know, good, solid data. So how do you validate what's out there? You know, because somewhere in America, I find, I don't know about a lot of other countries. I've visited other countries, but I, I've never lived anywhere, another country for more than a couple of years. And in a couple of years, you don't know the country. You're still kind of a, kind of a tourist, right? Uh, and, and what I'll say is, in America, if you can say something with conviction, people will believe it to be true. And if you keep saying it, then they say it must be true. It can be completely wrong. It cannot, yeah. it can be something that is not fact based. But, you know, and then if you go into anything that doesn't require facts, anything religious or spiritual, people make up stuff. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, the cult of me, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine an AI cult? I'm sure people would join. Wow. You just blew my mind. You wow. just, because I always thought of like, bad code in a sense bad coding bad algorithm bad data but the data could be poisoned not only from the fact that it's bad but the fact that it's the truth mm-hmm. you know we're ugly yes. as humans and so what would an ai see okay how could it how could it respect life if we don't even respect ourselves right so how could we expect the code to see past what we are Right, man, you just blew my mind. Like I, I got chills, and <laughs> I, I just felt like I just uh, you've taken me to another level. But you know, you know, I, 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 wow. I'm going to agree with Lucky on you know getting the chill. But I also want to point out uh, the prettiest guy in the room is calling the humanity ugly. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Don't call me ugly because <laughs> you're the pretty one. <laughs> pretty lucky is what they call him. <laughs> hey. hey, man. Hey, hey. Thank you, first of all. But man, that is that. Uh, I, I live in a different world, you know? <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> and, 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 but y'all bring, bring up a very interesting point. What are the things that we don't even know about ourselves that AI has assessed? Mm -hmm. So there's an old joke uh, that a comedian would tell that if there's a pretty girl and she's crying, they say, oh, don't cry. If it's an unattractive girl and she's crying, they say, stop that crying, right? (laughs) (laughs) But that's just showing how we are as humans. What other vulnerabilities or weaknesses or flaws do we have that we're not even aware of that can be exploited? Mm-hmm. facts right yeah. so facts, yeah. now if i'm if i'm trying to create a scenario to lead or 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 to uh deceive you in some way or to really trigger a certain behavior right it's about behavior modification i want to go from what you thought you wanted to do to what i want you to do mm-hmm. and because in this case the ai has gathered so much more data about us and human behavior than any one person would know or any group of developers would know. It seems like it becomes that much easier to manipulate, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to to hit on so many of those topics that we've been talking about because, uh, you know, before we started this discussion of the podcast and recording, we talked about ethics, and we talked about, you know, 
what what does it mean to be lied to or what does it mean to lie right and yeah. what are truths i i, I kind of want to take that angle of like you know um it is challenging it is challenging but it's challenging in a sense that this is a new challenge once we as and and here's my premise as long as i can visualize myself looking back in time say well i was worried about the wrong thing that's the best outcome no matter what the outcome is, if the outcome is to say, like, I was worried about the wrong thing, that's the first outcome I would like to have. Um, and the second part of it is that, like, well, it's just silly that how I used to do things, now I no longer have to do that. That's the second outcome I would like very much, right? And and the price that we pay for it, we can measure it sometimes, and sometimes it's just not measurable because of time and the space that has gone by since then, it's not easy to measure. But if we are right about history, the, you know, history is uh, history has stopped the day I was born, right? <laughs> uh, since, since then, it's just been my lifetime. Um, so, so you know, if we look at the history and you look at the human behavior based on what has happened outside of the human body is what has always cured the feedback for the humans to behave in certain ways. So when you take that human and you turn that into a community, what's happening outside the community is what's creating the community inside, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like that uh, pressurized cylinder, the impact of the environment for the pressurized cylinder is going to cause that cylinder to, you know, stay in place. Or if you release it a little bit, it will start reacting to the environment outside, right? Um, so what, what's that outside look like? The outside to us at this point is technology that we are trying to understand how it's able to take two data sets and merge them together or two zeros and ones and do faster processing, right? That's outside of us. But internally, we're doing the same, right? But we just call it neurons instead of, you know, your uh, uh, zeros and ones, right? It's your neuron mm -hmm. that is firing millisecond connecting about hundreds of thousands of um, uh, neuron nodes from one neuron to another. And, and computers are kind of trying to mimic that. Say like, you know, how can I go from uh, a one keystroke into multiple nodes and have these nodes come back with the outcome, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So wh that, what's happening outside of us is influencing us inside, right? Um, one thing I want to point out, we talked about truth and lies. Well, the truth is the sun does not rise in the east, right? The sun does not rise in the east because the earth is spinning in a direction that sun doesn't care where it is. It's just sun's always been there. It doesn't rise at all. So there's no mm -hmm. equation that can uh, uh, <laughs> make it uh, in a computer system to make it true. We have mm -hmm. to make that truth inside of a computer. Mm -hmm. We have to tell the system that it is the truth that sun rises in the east, according to me. Right. right? Based upon our interpret interpretation, based mm -hmm. upon the labels that we put on this reality, right? Right. Yeah. So, it had to be called the east. Right. Because, and, and then the, this outside information and outside of our ability to manipulate that outside outside of ourselves is what causes us to say for example I, I'll, I'll go a little bit deeper with this uh, uh sun doesn't rise in the east right um back in the days when the earth was flat at one point the earth was flat because that's what people believed and earth had a, a earth that was you know uh, in the center of the uh, galaxy uh, and solar system and then the sun was spinning around us right because the sun was serving us not us serving the sun um so what 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 kind of technology what sort of future did that create right, right. the future that created was like of distrust of you know the next generation to say like really you had me believing for hundreds and thousands of years 
And now I have to believe this, the new information that sun is actually a star and it is not even a sun. So another truth is that sun is not actually a sun, it's a star, mm-hmm. right? Based on who you're talking to, they will admit that, right? Uh, because if you're looking at it from another galaxy, looking into us and you say, there's a star over there and there's an earth next to it. Right. Right. So, so I'm, I'm going on about this outside factors to say like, now as we come together closer, what this AIs will be able to do is help us with something that we haven't been able to do for a very long time, mm-hmm. which is to have a ground-based truth that you can split yourself into two, right? Mm-hmm. As in, we've always had fractions of population, but now this AI machine learning, especially the internet itself, will be able to have either... I cannot challenge myself to say this, but there's information, there's misinformation, there's disinformation. Right. <laughs> right. Nobody can have the information. Either you are misinformed or disinformed. Whatever the case is, right. you're not in information because you cannot really as a human have the truth. Like information is just not possible for you to be like, this is only one-sided information. Well, information always has another side to it. Right. So mm-hmm. what that means for me is that over time, this technology, the outside of us, is pushing us to a point where we will actually divide in two, right? Divide into two is either one part is going to be really big, where we're going to have one side that is very little, and that will always rebel against the big group, right? We are getting there, and, and we are seeing that division where we're splitting into, say, two, 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 uh, two sides of the things all the time. Right. If somebody says Earth is flat at this point, everybody will say Earth is round shape. Right. The information is always going to split into two. But instead of fraction, we're just going to have that separation of like, I just believe this and you believe this. Right. And AI will dominate both of the sides. Right. Well, because both yes. sides will have their AI to force their beliefs more deeper into what they believe. And I'm not talking about flat earthers versus round earthers. I'm just talking about the fact that right. you will have two sides of the information. But now that because the whole world is connected via internet, you will have two sides of beliefs and AI will reinforce both sides based on how they create that AI. For and, and if that is the nature of the AI, if you say prove the earth is flat, then it is only going to publish information that supports that premise. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. stuck. It's stuck, right? Yeah. So that, and, and, and humans are stuck. For example, is we take our belief systems, whatever they may be, and we hold them near and dear to us as personal property. And when you say anything based in fact or not based in fact, we not only take it personally, we will defend it. Pick any religion. When you attack someone's religion, they're ready to fight. Name one religion that has seen their God. It's all faith-based, right? My religion. So if you say, come right. If you say, (laughs) if you say, show me him right now in the flesh, they couldn't. But regardless of- Oh, no, no, no. That that one we can't do. We can't do that one. But but the reaction that you get, right? right? So if a neural network educates itself and now it has a core value set and- some beliefs based upon previously determined facts. You think people got an attitude, 
What about that's the music group AI with attitude? I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's, it's universal that when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And I don't care if you're a super smart hammer or you're a super slow hammer. You know. Well, so. yeah. Like bias within me is that everything is solvable by AI machine learning. Right, and I have to always yes. peel myself back. So, like, let the humanity work it out. It's not my job. Right? It's not my job. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not my job. I have certain things that I should be doing, and certain things I should have to focus on. And one thing that AI does give me hopes in, which frustrates me a lot in life, is that we didn't, we didn't, we weren't born into a social contract. Right, the right. social contract we've been given is based on the time and space that we were born into, mm-hmm. and time yes. and space that we occupy. So, social contract has always been unfair to everybody. Like no yeah. matter what part of history you look at, somebody has always complained about the time and space that they were born in. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it has always been the worst of time and the best of mm-hmm. time, like Mark Twain would say, right? right? So that social contract piece, I think is becoming far more clear. And I want to hit on the mm-hmm. luckiest point about the next generation of not seeing privacy. Privacy to us is privacy based on our ancestors' comparison, Right. right? Because because they have been slowly chipping away at their own privacy. We've been slowly chipping away at our privacy. Yes. Privacy has never secured anything. Security never has existed. It's a concept in mind, just like time is. But yes. time is a little bit more real than security is. Security is much more, mm, let's just personal. call it. Yeah. Personal. It has mm-hmm. like lots of tra- traits that you know is just not possible to meet. You know, you can never build castle high enough or low into the ground enough to not be uh, attacked by anybody, right? right? So security is just a concept, I would say. But time is what you make out of it, right? Your brain needs it, but you know how you use it is two different stories. Like how your body and your uh, personality uses two different stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason I want to say the social contract piece of it is that the next generation will see privacy far different than we will, and I think, and I think. All the privacies that we have today is sacrifice of other people's privacy. Yes. Right? As in people have been given away their sacrifice, I mean, uh, their privacy based on their sacrifice. You know, we are benefiting with our privacy. Very little that we do have. Right. Uh, it's, it's a give or take situation. But the next generation will definitely see a value that is not based on privacy, but rather what gives us the humanity. What makes you feel more human, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I I'm not getting into some you know uh, uh, science of metaphysics there, but like I'm looking at it from the perspective of a human brain wants to find pattern continuously, mm-hmm. and social contract and privacy, uh, these are the patterns that we are seeing over and over decaying. Right. That the contract that, you know, our parents had as far as retiring early, retiring at a certain age, buying certain homes for certain prices. So on all these topics of finance and all these little advantages that you had based on the time that you're born in, they're going to have to start thinking about it differently because they don't have that setup anymore. That Mm -hmm. setup has gone away. It's chipped away. So your retirement is not the same anymore. You cannot just keep working for somebody and retire at the end of your lifetime and enjoy a benefit until you're 100. That's not there anymore. So that social contract has changed. So your privacy is changing based on the social contract that you no longer have. So what what do we do next, right? Uh, What we have to figure out is that 
if you want to uh, understand yourself a little bit more and do more, and you know, once you have that little privacy chipping away, what do you do next as you become more dependent on other people to provide you with better services and quicker and faster adaptable personalized services, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you afford it? Do you afford it by currency? Like as in exchanging money? Or do you do that by other means? I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm thinking of a cryptocurrency somehow. But AI machine learning capabilities will make this privacy chip away further more. And I'm, I'm, right. I want to defend privacy, but I just can't because there's nothing to defend here, right? This is just right. so difficult to defend, just like security of a castle that's either built into the ground or built way too high up. There right. isn't much that we can do. Uh, but it, it, it's going that way because... A lot of the social contract outside of our body is pushing us towards a situation where we will need different types of benefits that uh, a previous generation had one, but they're going to have the next one, which is that further optimization of data processing, mm -hmm. uh, further use cases of you know hardware, and how do we minimize this hardware and make our life much more um, humanized, I would say. I think I'm trying to get to that word, well, but I cannot... Frame it properly, but it's humanizing it. <laughs> well, I, I think what you said is a commentary based upon your generation. And the reason why I say that is because it's good commentary. But the reason why I say that is because for you, that's what's important for most mm -hmm. people your generation it is. But what if I'm from the generation where what's important to me is connection? And since I don't have social skills, the phone is my connection. So now, as you see, I'm a high school kid knocking my teacher out simply because they took my phone away for oh, using it in class, right? Yes, you didn't, it, so now, mm -hmm. and it's happening more and more, you didn't just mm -hmm. take a phone, you took their connection to the world or mm -hmm. bullying to the point that people harm themselves because that cyber world is real. And I mm -hmm. won't even go into cyber dating because that could drive people, I've seen it drive people crazy. I'd be like, you know, that's not even a real person. Yep. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, they blocked me. I'm like, okay, who cares? You know, but they're quite serious, like really. Yeah. So connection, being connected to more data doesn't mean you're connected to good data. Being connected to more influence doesn't mean you're connected to good influence. Mm -hmm. Because that, that virtual world and meta, they're onto something. They got a way to go. But that virtual world, the fact that I can become an influencer and as an influencer make millions of dollars basically saying, look at me. <laughs> That's very different from how many of us may have grown up in past generations. You say, look at me, and they're like, yeah, look at you. But now, <laughs> how many subscribers do you have, and how do you monetize that? And now that they're monetizing it, companies have gotten smart. They cut the rates on what they pay them. They reduce the number of hits, So because all they care is about the advertising dollars. So now you have a company who created a, for, a, a format in which they made good money, want to make great money, requiring more influencers to pretend that their life is great. So when you see at least maybe, what, three, four times a year, some influencer decides to unalive themselves, unfortunately, because their very life that they were selling, nobody has that life. Like, no, like nobody has that life, right? So I don't know. And you add AI to all of that? I'm just saying.
We can make uh, millions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does an AI do with a million dollar in his bank account? Right. Yeah, you know, I was having this conversation with my neighbor just just yesterday. I went by and I was reminiscing. I was driving through the old neighborhood, and you're right. You know, we we hold things are what we as hold important truths to who we are, or ethics of 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 what we hold to be, you know, part of how we were raised and what's important to our lives. You know, that that really prevents us from growing in some cases, you know, um, and seeing because it's like the, the old common thing is, you know, no one wants to change uh, the way they do business because the old way works. You know, they're used to it and we're used to being who we are and we don't want change. And the new generations, they're going to they're going to see something positive. You know, there could be a lot that they can gain from AI. Just medicines and, and, and the health with the, with the health industry, you know, they can design new um, chem, uh, put together chemicals or medicines that we never had. And they all of a sudden now they go from living 80 years to maybe 180 years, you know. And 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 the fact is, because they hinged their bet on AI and they didn't care about privacy, where we're so scared the robot's going to turn into Skynet, you know, that we've already got that preconceived bias that we're mm -hmm. scared. We're preventing ourselves from becoming the next better version of ourselves. Right. But it's still scary. You know, it's still, you know, as as we are, we are what we are, you know, but. I, I totally I'm happy for the new generation. I mean, there's they're, they're going to benefit exponentially because I remember as a kid, I remember having, you know, a phone and it, it had a, a, a dial. And if I had to dial nine or zero, it was a horrible day. That was, that was that was that was the worst thing we had to worry about calling somebody. And the fact that there was nine or zeros on the number. Right. That's it. Now. Call mom. They don't even. That's the, they have a different world to you know. That's a different perspective, and so um, I, I see that you know what we see is scary. The kids are that thing. Those old guys, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't yeah. know what they're talking about. But I, I recall and, call that, and you're correct. I had a relative. Num the number was two two five six two. Oh nine, and that oh nine was like, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you never had the patience for that nine to yeah. finish. Yeah. Yeah. No, your, work that your way. phone company really hated you if they give you a nine and zero on your yeah, number. Right. I have triple six in my number. I don't know what they think about me, but I have triple wow. six in my. Oh number. yeah, you're the mark, man. You're the you're the evil guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, if I. If 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 we can you know end this conversation with yeah. one agreement, that agreement is that we don't know what the we future don't know. Is have. So I want to go back to what my outcome, the satisfactory outcome is that my satisfactory outcome would have to say I was worrying about the wrong thing. That's mm -hmm. always a good thing for me, as long as I'm worrying about the wrong thing. And as long as the outcome that says it's silly how I can laugh about how hard I had to work to do get something done. Mm -hmm. Right. That's always a second outcome that I'm always in favor for. And the third one I want to say is that if I'm able to look down at the generation, um, 
excuse me, that sounded really bad when I said I want to look down at the generation. I want to look at the generation that is coming behind me, right? Um, I want to be able to say, you know, they're better off than I am, mm-hmm. right? And that's a sentiment that I want to get away with. Like, you know, I, I'll get old at one point. I'll definitely want not like uh, 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 how I'm being, you know, like uh, turning into that, what is it called? Digital immigrant, right? Because mm-hmm. the digital natives will take over this whole world. And that's what we're talking about, the digital yeah. natives right now. The digital mm-hmm. natives that have been born into the digital systems versus the digital immigrants like myself who had to go from cranking a dial to cell phones. Or in between the cell phones, we had cordless phone. So when you got the cordless phone, you're just like king of the town, right? You have the cordless phone in your house. You can take that cordless phone anywhere in the house you want to go. Now you have cell phones, you know? So the digital immigrant in me uh, will, will have to lift the digital natives. But as long as I can say the digital natives are able to enjoy the process rather than to suffer through it the way we are suffering through technology right now, which by the way, is very young compared to all the other technologies, right? Um, I, w- I want to say that'd be a third outcome that I can agree on say like, yep, that, that worked out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just got a, uh, I just got an image of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> you know is that what we're going to put together or or you know uh, but hopefully you know we don't know i just i just um i hope the best for what we put together you know i i wish that that we whatever we put together that we can all say ay, 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 ay. <laughs> ai come on there we go uh, you know, wait for yes. you baby wait for yeah, you home, yeah. you know yes. but i don't want to be on the other side of that where i'm like Oh no! Ay 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 ay! Oh, we been, oh <laughs> man, I, we we totally you know we 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 really messed that one up, you know. So um, uh, there's a lot of positivity, you know. Um, as long as I, I feel that um, we all have a part in it, and that's hard to say. It's like we we are the world. That that never really got anywhere. You know, remember the old song, "We are the world with everybody." Yeah. All the singers they try to put that together, and that I just. I don't want to be a naysayer. So with the positive aspect, you know, AI will bring new positive things to us. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, that sounds great. So what do you say? <laughs> Bob's like, nah. No, I'm so hopeful. Nah. Wow. I, I, I think that whatever happens, we must include, include people in the process across the full spectrum. I think we need to trust our young people. Right. Tell them what it is. They're, they they're the ones that are going to have to live with this the longest. So mm-hmm. as things evolve, be transparent about what it is or is not, because if it goes south, we won't be around to care. So we got to really make <laughs> sure that we owe it to them to make sure that yeah. we don't just put profits above everything, that whatever it is, is their choice. If they choose something then that's their choice, but don't force a choice upon them without them fully understanding what it actually means, right? Because like this with all technologies will require a course correction. That's just what it is because it's new, you know? So I am just really encouraged by what I'm seeing when you give people information, generally they find their way, you know? Absolutely. I believe that, so. 
Well, let me go catch my young ones before they grow up too fast and start using AI machine learning for whatever the hell they're going to use it for. <laughs> so, with that, ay, ay, ay. Ay, 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 ay. Thank you, Bobby. Have Thanks a good to see you guys next time. See you later. All right. Take care.